0: I'd seen Wyclef on my TikTok for you page, I guess that's where I saw him first. post videos of himself with thought-provoking ideas or statements as captions and it'd often be presented in a casual demeanor which made it quite humorous but this wouldn't take away from the fact that it would make you think. And the topics make great points for discussion, perfect for a podcast actually. Then I stumbled on his music and it took me two seconds of hearing it to realise this guy has insane talent. And uh, I often find the greatest art comes from creations grounded in the philosophies of life. Wycliffe's music is a synthesis of indie rock and hip hop. It's amazing. So I'm really keen to introduce you to my guy, Wycliffe. What's up, Wycliffe? Hello, guys.
1: Um, My name is Wycliffe Mowunge. I'm originally from Zambia, and I now live in Australia, obviously. I live in Perth, Western Australia. And um, I guess primarily on a day-to-day basis i'm a nurse and then i also do
0: music and like
1: for a big period of my life last year i was doing tiktok
0: as well yeah yeah Yeah. true
1: i think i've slowed down with it now a little bit
0: because um have you found like a lot of people found you because of tiktok like
1: yes yeah like honestly i I, it doesn't go far to say that tiktok it did change my life like it introduced me to so many people and um even all the friends i have right now they i met them through tiktok pretty much
0: yeah. yeah, that's a similar story to me. Like, uh, I um I don't much post much at the moment, but when I did, like, it was insane for my photography and just yeah. meeting other creators. Yes, yes, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's where I saw you first. Um, so yeah, it's amazing for connecting.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, no, like the my group of friends right now. It's funny how I met them actually. Like, some girl messaged me on Instagram. Um, she saw one of my TikToks and she yes. just I don't know how related to whatever I was talking about. And then she actually invited invited me to her boyfriend's twenty first birthday.
0: Oh, really? Yes. That's, that's yeah. kind of random. I know. It was <laughs> random. Like I
1: was I I didn't know what to think. It's just odd. It's not something that usually happens. Um and then when I went to this party, that's where I met my mates that are my mates now. So if yeah. I if I never made my TikTok page, that like, girl would have never messaged me. I'd have never gone to the party. So Yeah. Butterfly it. effect.
0: Dope for sure. And um it's must have been great for you getting your music out there as well. Um
1: Honestly, recently it has like when I was when I did the big chunk of my TikTok, um, I wasn't doing music at the time. You know, I didn't have any music on any platforms at the time. Um, but even while I was doing my TikTok stuff, I knew that it would be a good way to promote my music. Um, but then when I released this mixtape that I the one that's out on SoundCloud right now, that's when I started posting a bit more on TikTok, and then it it did help, but it's weird with the way the TikTok algorithm works to like, cause my audience is majority me just posting like a picture video of myself with a quote or something like a yeah, yeah, provoking yeah. idea. And then to try and switch that audience to like, Hey, look, I make some music as well. So that, yeah. that's been difficult. Um, and I think that's why I've stopped posting that much on TikTok. Cause right now I'm just more focused on my music and yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Cause um, I guess, yeah, I think your your page didn't actually have a lot of your music on there. No, no. And no. yeah, probably I don't think you grew on TikTok from your music. It was mostly from just your th- those captions, thought provoking yes, yes, ideas, conversations.
1: Yes. Yeah, um I got when I getting my first 40,000 followers, I think of 45,000 followers or something. It was just the quotes and then I posted this one snippet of a song which I, I get asked, I'm not joking, like every day I'll get at least 3 DMs from just some random people around the world like asking when I'm going to drop the song, but um So I put a TikTok out and it kind of blew up a bit. It has over a million views now. Um, Yeah, for the snippet of the song Disguise, which comes out in February. And um, through that, I got... That's the first time that from my TikTok page I was able to get, like, to convert the TikTok following to, like, an Instagram following. Yeah, Um, yeah. So a lot of people found me from that TikTok of that song and then found my music on SoundCloud and then um, followed me on Instagram. And I, I like that more than... Like, I like... The last, I don't know, one month of my TikTok, whatever, TikTok career because that's when I was able to actually do what I love doing, which is music and you know have people actually pay attention and listen in and you know, follow yeah, me for that. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. And maybe it's even better, like they got to know you as a person first, yes, your ideas, yes, yes. and then, oh, hey, I do music as well. Yes, yeah. It's kind of even better.
1: Yeah, and even, even, I've always had this vision, like when I start doing live shows, I think I'll spend a huge time of the show just talking, like, talking about the same stuff that I talk about on my TikTok page. Pretty much. So
0: yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And have you ever put your like music you know how you can make TikToks from the music or oh, not yeah. yet? Like done that. No, at all?
1: not not yet actually. Because so the music I have right now it's only on SoundCloud. Yeah. You know, so I can't um I could make a sound from it, just make a random video. But I haven't I haven't started yet. No. Um I think that's something I'll do more in the future when I fully just fully do music like one hundred percent of the time.
0: Oh uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I thought um, maybe we could, like, jump into the... Is, is it an album that you released on SoundCloud or is it a mixtape? i or say, I
1: say it's a mixtape because the songs aren't really correlated that much. But, um, yeah, i say it's a mixtape.
0: Because, um, yeah, I was thinking we could just go through the album and just talk about what the songs are oh, about. Oh, I thought yes, that yeah. might be quite interesting. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, I love
0: that. So, yeah, it's is we'll it talk linked about to, your, th- things to your Instagram? Um, oh, yeah, yes, really yeah, that's yeah. my Instagram. So, hmm. like starts playing already. It's crazy <laughs> that I've even made it this far. Yes. Consider. Uh, yeah. that's loud. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you got your SoundCloud here. Yeah. And uh, so, this is the mixtape. What's it yes. called?
1: So, the mixtape is called Too Much Soy Sauce.
0: Do My Soy Sauce? Yes. Okay, interesting. Uh, What's the story behind that? Can't tell you the story
2: behind can't it. Can't tell? I, okay. Only, <laughs> only like
1: my, um, it's like an inside joke with my family. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, I think it's, the reason I named it that is because if you listen to the mixtape, it's very deep and like, yeah. thought provoking. I talk a lot about depression, anxiety, suicide. Um. Yeah. But then the title of the, the mixtape quite is quite like, humorous. it's just humorous. Like it doesn't make sense. It's supposed to just make someone think like, why, why did you even
0: name it? Ah, Yeah. yeah. Kind of, I guess it kind of relates to your TikToks in a way because, like, the way you present those ideas is like very casual mm-hmm. and, like, sometimes like when I watch it, I'm like, "Huh, interesting." It's kind yeah. of funny. It's like <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yes, the, yes. The topics like, like yeah. super deep, and yeah. it could have a deep thing, but it's yeah. like kind of presented in like a funny way. Yeah. It's just like, oh, that's it's kind of like life's kind of funny. Yes, that's, no. That's <laughs>
1: like it's it's the sort of thing where I just try to, you know. I heard this somewhere once. I can't remember, but you know, life is pretty simple. But we're complicated. It's like how I don't know if anyone plays soccer or football, whatever you call it. Soccer is like a simple game, but people complicated. It's the same as life. Like life is, it's simple as in there is things that have been like laid out as groundwork as things you can do for yourself to help your life and make it a bit better. But it doesn't mean those things are necessarily easy to do. Yeah, but. How I present my ideas is that I just try to simplify them down to, like, just a quick one-liner that I can
0: use. Yeah. Yeah. Is it... Um, it's kind of like when you're creating something or creating anything, whether it's, like, a photography or a painting. It's just, like, you're grabbing all these ideas yeah. and you're, like, condensing them into yeah. this one artwork. So yeah. it's almost like it's a one-liner. Yes, yes, And yes. do you, you create all these one-liners yourself?
1: Um. Yes, yeah. Like And it just... Man, everything that has come out of me creatively, um, even on my TikTok, I'll say... of the quotes and stuff on my TikTok was just me sitting in my bedroom and just like, it just came to me. Like there was a time last year when every day I was having like 20 new like quotes or just, I will just have different things running through my head all the time. Like, and I'll just write it down. But yeah, so all the one line is like, they just come, I don't know, straight through life experiences and just, they just come to me, I guess.
0: And does it take a while for you to kind of condense that idea or figure out even what that idea is into that one sentence? Um, or you just like so like comes to you
1: that, like it honestly just happens even with my music like it it just happens like um recently i've been working with some other people in the music industry and i think what i've struggled with the most is just realizing how complicated everybody makes everything like i'm very yeah. very simple with the way that i do my music it's like i just want a beat and then right. i just like freestyle over it if i like it i like it if i don't i don't we move on like i I think we all have a plethora of ideas inside of us because we're just emotional creatures. So like We 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 have a lot of emotion within us and I have a lot of emotion within me and I just know there's just lots to go out. So I don't stress too much. I just release what gets released and what I like is what I like. And
0: But yeah. did it take a while for you to get to that point
1: where you know what you like? Yes, it did. That's such a good question. It did. Um, So I've actually been doing music, I would say now for nearing five years. So... I remember the first song I ever made, I used Audacity. I just, I don't know, somehow stumbled upon Audacity. And I made a song in my kitchen with my little sister. And um, it was called Jay's Depression. And I put it on Spotify. And it ended up getting like 90,000 streams or something. Like the song was, Whoa. No, it's by, in I don't know, some people loved it. But I, for the standards that I have for myself now, like it just does not meet those standards at all. But I made this song with my little sister just like in my kitchen. I decided to post it on Spotify. And I think it was because um, the song spent some time on like Wycliffe Jean's um, Spotify because ah. like Spotify mixed it up or something. Um, yeah, so it <laughs> spent some time on there. And then when I finally got that's it, so I, yeah, <laughs> I got it on my Spotify. It still had like some people who had already listened to it, so they kept listening, and yeah, I made some money from that. But so <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, but I I stopped like I don't know. I feel like I, after that, I also released a few songs that. I think I released like a couple of songs on SoundCloud and then a couple of songs on Spotify, but then I reached a stage where I was like, I just don't, I don't like this. It's not me, um, and I'm so glad that I realized that because my advice for any artist out there is, you really have to find your whatever you consider your authentic self and try to release that in your art. Yes, you can make it somehow through pretending, but it's just hard in a world that we live in today, where like for example, there will be like a real authentic. American gangster artist who's lived a life and then there's some random kid from Australia who goes to a private school and is rapping about the same thing it's just hard for people to relate to it you know yeah so but I had a stage in my life where I just realized that my music was just not authentic at all and then um, that was about I'll say maybe two years ago and then after that I just took all my music down from all the platforms that it was on and just really just started living life writing and then through that I don't know. I just happen to actually find the type of music that I like.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like you have to be stoic as an artist to remain true to yourself. <laughs> um, because I don't know. Even if your music was being successful and maybe you were making a bit of money and it was getting out there, but it was just like, yo, that's not me. Like, yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of strength to be able to like stop that. Yes, like, yes. and pe- a lot of people won't understand like why. But yeah, yeah. actually, the the true art comes from yourself and if you're not like connecting with that it's it's not going to come off as authentic yes yes so it's quite difficult yeah
1: yeah no like i that's something that i'm just hell bent on with all of my art is just to always to always stay authentic to always stay true to myself to always just be me you know um and i've reached a stage where i'm so confident in my music that i don't care who i'm talking to about it or i don't care what room i walk into i'm so confident in what i have and the product i have and i know that people are going to relate to it and people are already relating to it. I think I just need to get it out there more. Like, I don't know, reach a bigger platform and stuff like that. But that's what I'm going to do with my um, next release. Yeah. Next year.
0: yeah. I think that's the most ideal place to be as an artist when you don't care and you're just sort of creating like, a, even for myself, um, I just wasn't, I've just stopped posting on Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Cause like, just I don't know for some reason within me I'm just not. Yeah. Do, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Just don't yeah. want to. Yeah. So yeah. like you gotta you gotta really connect with yourself and like uh, be in tune mm-hmm. with yourself and honor that honor that. Um. But when when you're at the place where you're just creating and you don't really care too much, that's yeah. that's the best place because you're not looking at metrics, you're not really looking at feedback. Yeah. You just love your work and you're exactly. putting it out there. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
1: Like it's just. It's that feeling, I'd love all artists to experience it where you're just, you're just so excited about your work. And you know, it's one thing to be excited, um, I don't know because you're getting maybe validation from friends or whatever about your work, but um, just when you know within yourself that it's this is actually good, when you just do not doubt it at all, yeah. you know, and that for me, that is coming from a place of reason, you know, I'm not just um. I think it's dangerous to also think like that
0: because I guess then anyone can think. You got to like know, that. you got to be grounded when you make that decision. Yeah, like yeah. you you can't be delusional. Exactly. Like there's a delusional element and, exactly. it, and it takes, it takes a long time to get to that point. It takes like trial and error, like failure after failure. Yeah. And then I'm also, I recently also got to that point with my photography where like, I know my work is good. So mm-hmm. I'm, yes. I can say that. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
1: And, to as artists, that I love that word delusional. I think you have to have, to an extent, you have to have some delusion about your. I don't know. You have to like. I all o- the one thing I always do is I always visualize my future. Like I've already had the concerts in my bedroom. Like my brother gets so annoyed by it. Like the amount of times that I play my unreleased music and I'm just, I like close my eyes and I'm playing in front of thousands of people. Like I've already visualized and lived that. So I guess to an extent I'm living in a delusion, but I. I'm going to do everything it takes but to it's make
0: Like that you're reality. confident in your future because yeah. you know who you are and what you can. Yes, create. yes,
1: like and I just I it, if if I release my next whatever mixtape and I, and I'm I don't garner a fan base and I'm not at least performing live, I, then I don't know how the music industry works to be honest because yeah, I'm very proud of what I have and I haven't even showed like I haven't even showed people I guess 50% of what I can do because even my mixtape was just something that I Forced out in a week because I just wanted. I was like, I'm just tired of not having anything out. I just wanted to have something mm. out, and that's how the mixtape um, came about.
0: Some people would uh, think of that as an ego, like you're imagining yourself, like you're you're rating yourself yes, highly. Yes, 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 So how would how do you can, how can you tell the difference between um, having an ego and having like a grounded sense of yeah. vision?
1: Yeah. Well, firstly, um, if I guess if someone else has pride within themselves or even if someone blatantly has an ego about their work and like you feel some type of way about it I feel like a lot of the time that comes from our own insecurity you know just being able to like you see someone who's so confident in what they have and then maybe within yourself you might not particularly be that confident in what you have you know so it, m- it makes you question yourself henceforth you might hate on someone who you know is has an ego is egotistical I'm not egotistical um, but i think how you can tell the difference between having an ego and i don't know what
0: was it's like a, a it's like a grounded mm-hmm. sense of vision for yourself like yeah you kind of rate yourself highly it's like yeah. it's a, like earning mm-hmm. your place earning your confidence yes yeah i think so if, you, if you don't earn your confidence i guess that's more ego because yeah. you just yes yes exactly no i delusional like sense yeah, of confidence. Yeah, yeah
1: no that's right there so To an extent, you have to prove to yourself, and that's that you have to earn your confidence. Like, um, the reason why I'm so confident in myself, I'll give you an example, is because, so, uh, like I said, I've been making music for a while now, and um, I've had, after releasing this mixtape, I was able to, just from one mixtape on SoundCloud, I was able to garner like actual fans, like people who, these are not just my friends from around the corner or something like that, like, it's actual random people around the world who said they loved my art and um Mm. through those same people has come criticism like you have to I've found to get to that grounded sense I guess you have to somehow find a balance between things like people criticizing you how proud you actually are of yourself how good your art actually is and I think I've just found that balance where like I I know there is a market for what I have I also know that I've put in the time and effort you know to to get to the stage that I'm at like I'm not I haven't I don't just sit in my room and make one song with my mates on like some random youtube beat and release that like I've I have hundreds and hundreds of songs that I've made, and like I'm finally getting to a stage where I'm like, okay, this, it's it's great. It's the music is is good. It's getting there, and also, um, I've also had people from like the industry reach out and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so you yeah.
0: basically you've got actual real world results, like yes, people yes. commenting on your stuff, people sharing your stuff. Um, you know, you can you can actually look at the metrics. Right? Yes, like yes you've exact, got business, exactly. Exactly. So although yeah. you're not, um. You know your work, the metrics aren't changing mm-hmm. your work. It's it's an honest mm-hmm. representation mm-hmm. of that you do have fans and like people enjoy your work. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's exactly. not it's not you're not being delusional. Yes, yes. You you got the facts right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got receipts. Yes, I got receipts
1: <laughs> exactly. But like that is the that is a real world example. But also I don't know. There's just something when you get to the um when you get to the place that when you get to the place, I don't know what the place is called, but when you get to the place, you would just, you will know within yourself. Like I've, I just I feel like you're like yeah. sitting back a little bit. Oh, like, am I? oh no, is no, no in, <laughs> not in. I mean, uh, um, <laughs> oh, not like sitting back in
0: yeah. terms of like how you're creating, mm-hmm. like you're not trying this and like putting yeah. in so much effort. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you're, you're just more relaxed in your approach. Cause you're kind of grounded. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I'm, i'm just i i'm i guess if some this podcast is going to be very very important that's why i did this because i think it's going to be very interesting watching this podcast a year from now um but all i can say is i'm so excited for my next release like um if people haven't listened to the music on soundcloud that's fine but the music that's going to be out on spotify and all other platforms next year it like it's going to be in people's faces and they'll have no yeah. choice because probably yeah. your friend will tell you about it and you just have to listen but yeah. i'm so super excited for everyone to like listen yeah
0: that's awesome yeah. um so yeah i thought we could like listen to little snippets yeah. obviously you guys can jump in and listen to the um album but we'll mm-hmm. listen to little snippets and then maybe talk about what each what each song's about <laughs> mm-hmm. um so firstly we've got i wanted to die yes yeah. so we'll have a little listen to that
2: my mom tells me i need some help they send me up see i lost this battle with myself these feelings i have never felt they tell me that i need some help but i need some help for possession i don't need a verse is this one of the more popular um yes yeah tracks yeah i can lie you the devil i'm my only friend Aside, I haven't bed. heard this in Asia. I <laughs> really? test, the fame and the money checks. am like it's fire. <laughs> it's actually fire. It's uh, yeah. sweet <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's <laughs> when you listen to music after a while. Yeah. I'm, so I'm like, I did that there.
3: Wow.
2: Don't you cry. The light in my soul, so hard to find.
3: So please let me it's like layers. Do you, yes. do you have
1: layers in your vocals? Oh, yes. Many, many layers. Like that, that's such a trademark that I want with my music.
2: It's just, it's like an experience. It's all over your ears. Yeah. I don't want to stop listening. It's too good. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: obviously, like. Just listening to this uh, mixtape, there's a lot of themes to do with uh mental health. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that opening track seems that seems to be like a lot of yeah, mental health themes to that
3: track. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Um that those are themes pretty much throughout throughout whatever my music catalogue will be. A lot of talk about mental health, um and mental illness. Yes. So, um this that song I wanted to die, it, it's in the title, right? Like I I wanted to die. I feel like there was a period in my life when I was just that low. Um, and I never even thought that coming from Africa, you know, like we just, no one ever talked about mental health and um, suicide or stuff like that. But to get to that stage where you just, like, you just don't see the point. Like, I, I think I, for me, it wasn't like I was even sad or anything. It's just that I don't know if I overthought everything. I was overthinking everything. And I just thought, like, what is the point of anything really when? Um, I don't know, maybe I was on my conspiracy theory stuff, but um like we live in a world that is I don't know how much control we actually have, you know. I feel like even though we might they might tell us we're free, it's like we're free within like a box. Um I yeah. think there's other people who are more free than us and maybe they're more free than us because they have more money and they can,
0: you know, like Well it's definitely hard to find free thinkers in this world. Mm-hmm. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but what what do you think kind of um caused these thought patterns like is it from childhood or just moving to maybe a new place or
1: um i I can't even really put i've thought about thought through my life and every single experience i've had a lot through the last whatever over the last seven months but i think it was just a combination of a lot of things a lot of things like moving to australia is definitely one of them Mm. the culture shock um I think throughout my high school life and yeah, just coming up to high school in Australia, I I started high school here in year eight. I think I was just very, I felt very isolated. I never really had that many friends. And at that, at that point in time, it bothered me, but it doesn't bother me anymore. Like I'm very happy with the friends that I have Um, relationships, family. Like it was just, it was a lot of things. And also, like I said, just really thinking in deeply into the world. Like, yeah. Yeah. It all brought about that song.
0: Yeah, I think uh, even deep thinkers like myself. I don't know when you're young, it's like you have just you're thinking mm-hmm. so much. Um, I definitely had to learn, um, just figure out the ways the world works like mm-hmm. on my own, and that mm-hmm. kind of like helped me with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got on my own.
1: Ah, uh, so no, are we going to play all of them, or can I like pick?
0: Or some? do you, you want to pick some? We can just yeah. pick some if you um,
1: want. The one that I My favourite song ever That I've ever made Well I have a new favourite now It's not out yet But Albany Like Oh I'm,
0: yeah yeah that, that, I like that one
3: Yeah I, I like I, that one look, I'll tell you a story About this one before. Should, we, should we play it And then Or, and then, or we can
0: you Tell us the story While we play it Okay yes yeah So
1: um, This song's called Albany um, And I made it When I was in Albany Yeah I, I'm a registered nurse So like I work All over WA So I was working Down in Albany and that was the first time I'd been by myself, like, for, like, four years. I was just alone, like, with a bunch of strangers. And, like, just talks about exactly what was happening in my life at that time.
3: It's definitely got
0: Albany vibes. Like, you know, when you go down, that's just so relaxing.
3: When I look in the mirror, say over there? I'm in awe of your hair. But I hate mindset, spit in between. I feel like Moses lost the heart in my chest, so am I soulless? Maybe I'm clueless, I'm my soulless. maybe I'm clueless.
1: It's your guitar work as yeah. well? Um All the instrumentals I use, I just, like I said, I spend a lot of time on YouTube and I try to credit those producers. And oh, I, yeah. ju- I just buy the instrumentals because. um what I found is it's it's hard to find like the type of instrumentals I'm looking for in, mm. in Australia or just around the world, because the majority of producers like they just produce I don't know like rap beats I guess. Mm. And my beats are not necessarily that. So
3: no, it's, yeah. it's a blend of stuff. Mm. Yeah, I thought
1: d- Yeah, a lot was happening I that love time. this part Yeah, i about this part after
3: took a trip to Albany So I could stack up the money To help all of my family Sick of living with a stress Retired by 30, what's my new address? I see a big house a lot, of space. With a lot of space. my wife right there. And my Let no, my wife. me tell you about my wife Pretty face. She's tall with small yeah, yeah. Small. Here, guys. Be a small dice. She made me laugh so we had a vibe. Like my music
1: is just it's bedroom music. Like I just yeah. want yeah. people to listen and
3: just feel. That's my soul time That's my soul time I love
0: the layers of vocals. It's like you have different voices and different yes, vocals. It's, yes. al- are these, it's almost like the thoughts in your head. Yes, like exactly. This voice? Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. Yes. That's like I really want to portray that in my music. Mm-hmm. It is really. I wouldn't say like I'm schizophrenic or anything, mm-hmm. but it is. Different side, like it, when I'm making my music, it is really different voice, and it feels like different people are coming out and like you know, different expressions of me. Um,
3: mm.
0: yeah, yeah, that that song is almost like uh, I don't know when I listen to it, it's almost like you you got this, it's like a sunny day you're driving down to Albany, mm-hmm. and just the things you think about on like a long trip, mm-hmm. the things that come to you. But I really like the lyrics because, um, I can tell it's from your own experience, yes, and uh, as you were saying, like some. Rappers, they try and be like, uh, I don't know, rap about being in the hood or whatever. But yeah. they like live in yeah. Perth or something yes, like exactly, that. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. I liked how it's just an authentic track, mm-hmm. um, and yes, it's about your own experience. And, and like, did you have, you actually had to sell your dog?
1: Yes, Damn. I had to sell my dog. Like <laughs> that, that sucks. Is, I didn't actually sell her. I I gave her away for free oh. in the end. Um, but that's one of the sad. I don't know. <laughs> it's. I feel like I've lost a lot of things in my life. Not, not just things as in people, just everything. I've just lost a lot of things in my life throughout. Um, but that one hurt the most because I remember I used to sit with my dog. When I when I got my dog, me and my friends, I just signed a lease on this place for six months. And the, we were going to extend the lease to a year. We were planning on staying there like the whole of 2022. But we only stayed, stayed there the end of 2021. But anyway, as soon as we got the house, first thing I did was get my dog Um I just really wanted a puppy. I found her in Gumtree. And then, um, yeah, I just used to always spend so much time with my dog. Like, literally, like, that was my best friend. I, I I talk to myself a lot. That's how I make my TikTok videos and stuff like that. So, like, it just felt nice to have a presence there to talk to. And I remember I always used to tell my dog, I was like, this is the year, like, you know, I'm going to get us a house and we'll be able to live together and I can just focus on music. Like, I, that's a promise that I made to my dog, I guess. And then... um it was a hard decision having to give her away because at the house that I was living at with my roommates, it just, it it became more of um, an unfavorable situation for me. So I had to kind of move out and stop living with those guys. Um, but moving out and stopping living with them meant I didn't have any way to like have my dog. So
3: mm.
1: yeah, I had to give her away. And um, I don't even know, like my brother sorted it out. I was away in Albany at the time actually. So I just was on the phone to my brother, and he sorted everything. And I don't know, yeah. I I thought I've thought to myself like, whenever it is in life, whenever I make it, whatever that means, like I would like to find my dog and get her back. But oh yeah. Until then, I'm not getting any other dog, bro. Like yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And um, so you had to go, and you you're working as a nurse down there. You yes, to make yeah, money.
1: yeah. So like I said before, I'm a registered nurse, and um. I do majority of the, my nursing like regional nursing. Um, I don't necessarily like working in hospitals. Um, I don't like working hospitals with other
0: nurses. Are very well like they have like there's it's just zero creativity because there has mm-hmm. to be like you know when you're walking down the halls it's just white walls, oh white gosh. light. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's it's a very it's kind of a soulless place. It,
1: honestly, <laughs> it is. It is, and on it, like I commend all nurses out there. I think. Yeah. Just That's like any other profession, we need
0: we need people who are
1: willing to do yeah, that. But yeah. for me, it's so crushing. It really does crush my soul to be there. As much as I'm providing, um, I guess something good for society, yeah, in terms of taking care of people. I just think a lot of nurses are really they're underpaid and overworked. Yeah, it's like yeah. nursing is it's a difficult job, and nurses being underpaid and overworked leads to worse actual like health providing of healthcare it's yeah it's such a good incentive so the job that i work now down south because it's regional you get paid more obviously um as much as i love being a good nurse like when there's a financial incentive as well and i know i'm being compensated for my time here it makes you do a better job because realistically no one wants to wake up every single day and like give their time away to someone else but you have to to an extent so if you're being at least fairly compensated for that it's okay it's something you can deal with but with a lot of nurses working in these hospitals especially young nurses you know, coming up straight out of university, they get these things called graduate programs. And for me personally, like, so a graduate program is supposed to be a program where they, I don't know, teach you how to basically like run you through the ropes. You're like an intern, basically. But um, for me, what I found is that that puts a label on you so everybody knows that you're an intern and they would, might even treat you accordingly because you're just the fresh nurse on the block. And on top of that, a lot of my mates who've done um, these graduate programs... They say that, you know, they, they're there with you, maybe like buddying you for like a week or two and then they just leave you hanging, dry, oh, yeah. you know, and then, but you're still getting paid on this graduate rate, which I just think is unfair. It's just, it's, I have so many things I can talk about when it comes to nursing. Like just the way the the way the whole process works in terms of how um, students, like, because when we're nursing students, right, we pay, so we paid like $1,500 for this unit where they provide you like with pracs. Um, I don't know, you go to Fiona Stanley and stuff like that. But man, when you're at these hospitals, like, yes, you're kind of learning because your hands are on the job, but like, you're actually doing work as well. Like, I think it would be fair to take away some of our nursing fees for us to be on prac because like, bro, um, like as students on these placements that we go to, to these hospitals, we're literally part of their yearly roster. Like they know, like we have new students coming in in two weeks and they're going to like ease the load of the nurses and stuff like that. So I don't There's a lot I could talk
0: about when it comes to yeah, nursing. It doesn't, it doesn't sound fair yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, shout out nurses though. Cause if we yes. don't, we don't have our health. We yes. don't have anything. Yes, exactly. So.
1: Exactly. But please pay nurses more. Yeah. Um, and uh, nurses amongst themselves, please like nurses talk so much shit about each other. Like <laughs> I, that's why I don't like working. Oh, in, like the, so the nursing I do, I'm primarily the one in charge of the staff and, um, so and i th- yeah i think i'm a good leader because i'm very very fair um so i i don't have to deal with that workplace bickering and stuff like yeah. that and i just
0: is it is there much like community in then like as in does the health organization like help uh, cultivate community like healthy community in nursing say like you know what i mean so then people yeah. can collaborate better or I, is it not well, much you just go to work and go home sort of thing
1: well, I guess they try just like every workplace they'll have sometimes workplace dinners and sometimes they'll bring you in some free food and stuff like that. But I think this one is just up based on like up to the individuals that's why if i'm if there was a nurse out there hearing me talk i'd I'd like to speak to them directly and just tell them like, why are you going to work to i don't know make someone else's life harder yeah, I, I find yeah, that yeah. like even when I was a student, you'd see one nurse walk out and they're already talking about that nurse and then she walks in and they've stopped and they're talking about someone else. it's mm. just it's so. I don't like that. Like, honestly, it, it disgusts me to be around people that are just talking about other people like that. Like, if, if something is wrong, if someone is doing something wrong, you have to be a human being enough. You have to be confident enough to just confront that person yeah. and help them be better, not just talk about them. I think know? it would like, be
0: a very intense environment because you're dealing with like real people who yes. have problems. <laughs> yes, yes. So I think in that environment, it'd be easy to kind of have this sort of mentality of like putting others down or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that but if only nurses could like you know realize maybe why they're doing it they're all here to help yes yes. and if if nurses help each other then it like helps helps just everything
1: like a happier team is is really a better team like if you're comfortable with your workmates it's just going to be a better team but yeah there is there is a lot of like even my mother's a registered nurse as well and she's experienced so much workplace bullying to a point where she even had to leave one workplace, you know? So, Damn. and that's just something I can't have. I've reached a stage in my life where I can't have anyone talk down on me. Like I will, I will literally yeah. walk yeah. out of, of any workplace. And that's why I like the nursing I do because no single company owns me. I don't have oh, really? a contract to anyone. You okay. know? So yeah. So I'm like, I guess a private agent to an extent, Yeah, but that's like my biggest fear in life is to just have someone out there think they own me. And I'm like one of their staff mm-hmm. members and I work, and I have to give them like forty hours yeah. a week or something. I just can't. I
0: can't. Yeah, that's do that's that. me as well. I work yeah. independently, so mm-hmm. it's good. But I think uh, nursing's got to be one of the most intense, difficult places to work just yes. ever in general. Because yeah, yeah. not only are you just dealing with people and like you have to help them and you know other nurses, um, but you know it's it's just a very intense, yeah, yeah. intense environment. It is. It and is. like maybe I'm sure there'll be complaints that people have to wait and they're going to come to you and complain mm-hmm. like so much, yeah, so much yeah. of that so it'd be quite stressful yes.
1: it is stressful but it's also it's a great job because you always have workplace security we're always going to need nurses True. even if a nuclear bomb dropped on australia today like who's going to be in the hospitals nurses mm, so mm. it's a good career to go into but i think more light needs to be brought onto the side of nursing where that that side that i just talked about where the workplace side of stuff you know um I think all nurses should be conscious of that and think about just how they actually are, how they're acting towards someone, how they're being. Because mm. for me, I'm someone who I can't, I couldn't, even if even when I'm at work and I have to have a chat with someone, like I just it, I walk away from that feeling so horrible. Like I, I don't get how some people can be blatantly mean to someone and mm. just be fine. Like, you know,
0: yeah. Um, do you want to listen to one more track of the? Uh, yeah, wait, which, which one? Which one you reckon? Uh, 2021 fine eyes.
1: Um, wait, is there only five?
0: Holiday. Oh, no, wait, there's must be seven here. Oh, there's some there more.
1: Oh, All yeah, right, um, pro 2021. Yeah, yeah. Let's check it out.
2: Cause it's like more of a pop, poppy yeah, song yes yeah this, this describes my 2021 Damn, oh really? yeah. you can do
0: so many voices like you got that raspy like rock rock voice as well so i deserve
2: the pain i call myself a lonely soldier i say cause it's going retrospect i'm just a loser this can't go on cause if i keep abusing i'ma go cold Blew myself a table with the guy hope Oh, I'm sorry for the blame that I've caused Oh no, I can't die Before I heal the pain that's stuck inside Telling mama I can finally heal my mind Take control, don't gotta sip this wine I lost myself this year, oh no, I can't lie Before I heal the pain that's stuck inside Telling mama I can finally heal my mind Take control, don't gotta sip this wine. I lost myself to scare on the lights. This time oh, no, I, I make changes. This time that I'm in the demon inside me, you better believe it. So I'm feeling spacey, and I think I'll make it. But if I don't make it, I'll always oh, American no. guy. before I go to paint a stack. Can you imagine the crowd just like seeing <laughs> see yeah. it, can see it, man. I can see it. Yeah, lost <laughs> myself. Exciting times. Exciting times. But yes
1: 2020 like yeah that song If like that was 2021 for me was the year when i graduated university so i graduated in august right and like going through my last semester of uni was just torture like it was pain yeah i did not want to do it Like I where remember, did you study i'm um, curtin university oh, yeah. yeah and um so i remember at the start of the year um uh, i ended up i ended up calling my so i was on prac right and throughout my nursing degree, what I experienced was just a lot of like, cause just culturally, like where I'm from, when we're around like people who are older than us or just in workplaces, we are, we tend to be more quiet. Like I don't, yeah. I won't go out of my way to make pointless conversation about what I saw in the news or something. Like I just, yeah. I can't, my brain cannot do those sorts of things. But when you're a student on prac, like they always, you know, I'd be on prac with all these like nursing girls and they'd always be like so jolly and you know joyful and everything. And I just, do what I have to do, do my requirements and everything like that. Um, And then there was this incident one day where, man, I'm going back into nursing again. (laughs) I'm supposed to go back to talking about the song 2021. But there was this day when I was a student, I was on prac and I was showering this resident that had dementia. And um, they were saying, like I've already felt, I've showered so many people. I used to work as a support worker as well. So um, I was showering him and he was saying,
3: the water's hot, the water's so hot.
1: Um, And then, this one of the carers who was working at the hospital like came up behind me and she was like, um, mate, you're burning him. Why are you burning th-? like she was mm. attacking me and I I just started laughing because I just found it funny. I was like, No, like look, like the water's warm, like he's fine, he's just you know, he's just exaggerate people with yeah, dementia yeah, can yeah. sometimes be pretty exaggerated. Um and then she walked away and I thought the whole situation was odd. I was like, Does does this lady really think I'd be out here burning, like yeah, why would I be burning a resident for, you know? Um so then she Anyways, later on in that day, I get called um, up by, like, the, the main person at, in my ward. And they were like, what happened? And I explained to myself. And they were like, oh, no, that's fine. Like, he does that sometimes. Um, yeah, like, just make sure, like, just be careful with around him, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was not in any trouble at all. Like, everything was sorted. And then my um, facilitator from Curtin University came through. And then she came back and she asked me about, like, what happened. Like, And I explained to her the situation. And then she she turns to me and says... I think that's your fault, Wycliffe, because of your, p- your poor communication. And I said, like, bro, I, I, at that time, I just, I, I was already so low. Like, life was already so oh, hard. Like, yeah. I, I remember just breaking, like, I couldn't speak. Yeah. Like, I had a lump in my throat. And tears just started coming down. I was like, this prac is already hard. This person's making yeah. it so difficult for me. So then after that day, I left prac, and I never went back. And I remember going home and telling mom, like, I just, I can't do it. Like, I, like I'd, I'd been on so many pracs where there were always, first, like, clinical facilitators. Yeah. And there were always, like, young the young nurses like the fresh nurses maybe they've been doing nursing for like three or four years like facilitating other nursing students and they'd be so horrible to me so i decided i I was going to drop out of nursing and then funny enough the university calls me back in two weeks and they're like um or you can like what happened and i explained to the unit coordinator and for the first time university actually was with me like kursu university has the worst student support but for once Mm. they actually were on my side and um they gave me a new pack, and I finished my degree and I graduated. Um, but yeah, so after I graduated, I was just so lost. Like, I did not know what to do. Like, from August to end of the year, I just did nothing. because I just, I didn't know what to do. And that's what 2021 was about. I was just lost and I guess I turned to um, certain substances. And yeah, it was not a good time in my life.
0: Yeah, I think uh, certainly after 2020, like, Dude, yes. had to have be been the nursing industry in 2020. Oh yes, I'm like, COVID, I forgot about sheesh, that. Sheesh, yeah. that would have been tough. But I, I feel like because nursing's so intense, just um, as I was saying, because you're dealing with literal people's health, like they could mm-hmm. be dying, mm-hmm. you have to save them, sort of thing. And then you have, it's it's almost like the hospitality industry and stories because the hospitality industry is known for people like complaining and like about food, uh, <laughs> but this is like. This is like people's actual health. Yeah. So when people complain, you they, it's probably like very hard to be a nurse. So it then, is. say one nurse gets complained to da da da, and mm. then they might get that trauma or whatever, and yeah. pass it down to, to the next nurse. And, yeah. And get instead of like yeah. dealing with it, in a healthy yeah. way. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. But shout out to hospitality people because I would never work in hospitality, and like, I commend everybody that works in hospitality. We need you. Thank yeah. you for making coffees for people. <laughs> yeah. I don't even I don't even drink coffee myself, but
3: yeah. Thank
0: you. Facts. Appreciate you. And um yeah, so twenty twenty one I guess it was difficult, but then at the end you kind of you found I don't know you had the help from Curtin Uni, luckily. I've heard I yeah. have heard they're getting better in that someone else told me. Yeah. Well I hope they're getting mental, better. Mental mental health services.
1: Yeah. It's just like they I don't know. Curtin, if if you look it up or I don't know where you could look it up, but Curtin University, I I've heard from sources, so do not quote me on this information. Um, I've heard that they're kind of in debt or something like that. Like Mm. I don't know if it's from people dropping out of courses and stuff like that. So, um, to an extent, I think they're just money hungry. Like they will let firstly they just let everybody into their courses, and then on top of that they, like, some like for example the nursing course at Curtin, um, when. When you we have these like in person exams, and when you fail those at Curtin, you have to repeat the whole unit. Where every other university in Western Australia, you just get to reset the exam. Like mm. it, at Curtin, it almost feels like they want you to keep going back. They they don't like if you're failing. They if you're on forty nine percent, they're gonna like keep you on forty nine percent.
0: You know. Bye. Yeah. At the end of the day, uni is a business. It is. It is. It I is. reckon they would make so much damn money. I mean, the like government funding, <laughs> st- <laughs> like how many grand, like. Of student First, Every yes, single year yes, Like Yeah It's gotta be, Like it's, it's a crazy. huge industry Like And then they're just Taking advantage of Yeah Students and like that
1: Do you know how they How much they make International students pay as well Like international, Oh man yeah. International
0: students Get so hard like I feel so crazy, sorry for them They pay crazy amounts Like crazy amounts Yeah It's crazy Um But I wanted to jump into The topic of social media mm-hmm. Um Cause I think it's something That affects All our lives And Um I want to read a poem that you had on your TikTok. Oh, oh. <laughs> so this is a poem. You care more about how your life looks, ignoring how it truly feels. You edit to portray good looks, ignoring the way you really feel. It's evident that you're still young, plenty of growth to do until you land. Maybe it's time you look inside and truly heal imbalances inside your mind. I do believe you could fly high, really put up a fight. You're smarter than Instagram eyes. I assure you true happiness lies inside. Yes, sir. Damn. Yeah. Can we just,
2: which one Damn. is it? Damn. Damn, <laughs> son. Where'd you find this? Damn. I that. I like
1: that. Um, yes. Yeah. I forgot I wrote that poem. I need there's to a get back to it. There's a lot poem. to it. Yes. There's a lot to <laughs> digest there, but um, I guess all in all the, like the poem is just kind of giving my opinions on social media. Um, I don't have it in front of me now, but I I guess that to an extent, <sighs> social media is just kind of a big pretend like platform. Because you, you think be it's
0: healthy for society in general. I think so, social
1: media is healthy for society in general, if society in general had certain boundaries. Um, but who is to enforce those boundaries per se? Because mm. um, it's been left to like each one of us as individuals. And mm. I think currently. As a human race, I think we're very, very bad at just kind of self-control at, at yeah. this moment in time. But um, so that's that's a good question. But I think all in all, it's good for society because it can help connect us and everything. But then there needs to be more of an emphasis placed on what social media really is because um, it's so easy to get lost in the source per, per se and not realize that, you know, everybody you're seeing, or majority of people on social media that you see, you know, it's, they... They're curating something. They they spend time taking the photos they take. They spend time picking the best photo. Yeah, you know, it's facts. it's they're trying to put them their best selves out there. Whereas like no one is their best selves twenty four hours of the day, um, and it's so difficult if if you're just basing your judgment of people off of social media, then you have a very flawed perception of this world because social media it is just fake. It is fake. And even I've seen this new thing these days. If you see, I don't know if you know Emma Chamberlain. Yeah, I know. If I Demetra- yeah, like um, there's this whole new Instagram thing now where everyone does like the dumps and um,
0: yeah, know, it's so. like a trend,
1: like a lazy thing, you know, like a lazy, lazy uploads per se. But there's no laziness. Like everybody is taking time to yeah. post what, like, what they, their best sides of themselves. So don't get lost in that. Like it's fine. Everybody's allowed to do that. Everybody's allowed to play pretend wherever they want to play pretend. But um, I think people just need to be conscious of. The fact that that is going on and it's and then there's other things about social media like people editing and photoshop and all this so it's yeah. like you you have to be aware of those things
0: yeah i think i think social media is like naturally that way because we all want to you know look great we all want to look yes. like we're killing it at life yeah, yeah. but in reality we aren't all yeah, and yeah um there's even new apps like because i think social media is trying to be more real and real mm mm-hmm. Like there's a new app called Be Real mm-hmm. and you just meant to post a photo like in the moment the notification comes up. But then you can already see that people, like even I do it, like I wait because mm-hmm. I'm like not doing anything. I don't want to make it cool. So I'm going to wait till I'm doing something think, and then, and then unhinged, take the photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't think social media can ever be like reality. Like
1: reality. It's 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 impossible because even even the unhinged creators that you see, or that that side of them that you see on your for you page or whatever. That's not who they are 24-7. And with with social and I think this is a trap that a lot of creators are in, especially people who get who are creating on social media and getting some type of validation from it. Is that you can actually get stuck in the ideals that you have, even though they might be wrong, just because you have some type of a following. You know, and that that's that's another like social media has so many facets and so many things that you can talk about specifically. But I think people just need to educate themselves more on it and not not get too lost in it, not believe everything that they see, learn when to turn it off because social media can actually affect your mental health. Like we we know that.
0: I I think people need to realize that you actually can't cheat the system. Like you can't cheat reality, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you have to put in work in life um, to get something out of it, yes, yes, for sure. Like you can make your life look amazing. You can mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like make it look like you own heaps of boats and rich. Oh, yeah. But I, it's not gonna, it's not that. gonna affect your inner yeah. fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, you know. So you can't actually cheat at this thing called life it's mm-hmm. crazy how that it's designed yes no 100
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we have we have real life examples of what you just said you cannot cheat life you know that inner fulfillment we have real life examples how many how many times do we hear a celebrity has overdosed or a celebrity has killed themselves you know these are apparent people in our society today who have large followings they worship they're apparently killing killing it at life they have money they have the fame they have the women the men whatever you want like they have everything that you could possibly dream of materially, but somehow that's still not enough. And with society these days, with this whole grinding culture and stuff, I guess maybe everyone's stuck in a sense where they just want to prove to themselves. They want to see for themselves what life actually is like when you have a lot of money and then figure what, like for me, I have this thing in my head where I'm like, you know, I just want to see what it actually feels like. Like I want to see what it's like to have enough money to pick whatever I want at a restaurant any day of the week and then, just see if I'm happy then, and if I'm not happy then, then maybe we have to do more soul searching. Like, but yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's a journey, and it's super interesting. This thing called life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, like, I've always wanted to be like, you know, this well-known photographer, or whatever, I have lots of followers on TikTok. Like, I don't even like I have I have a lot. Like, I consider my following mm-hmm. a lot to watch to what I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm at that point. I'm just like, oh, I got there. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh that that's <laughs> and yeah. I think that's I think that's gonna happen with every single thing. Every, but yeah. It's it's definitely the journey and I'm still glad because like it's almost maybe that that's what drove me to put in so much work into my craft mm-hmm. was that idea. And now that I'm here, I'm just like it's like I I don't really, really care about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Hunt, hunt, like
1: <laughs> I cannot place enough emphasis on that. I'm I'm also the same with with any milestone that I set for myself no matter how much I think it's going to be the one that fixes me it, it's just not like it you, I don't know like once you like you said once you have the things that you want they human, as human beings as creatures we're, the way we're designed is that you know even if I for example we live in a world where some kids are raised in luxury they have like I don't know bathrooms in their bedrooms and stuff like that and then there's kids who are raised with no running water Oh, maybe that's a bit of an extreme example, but I'll say about that's Australia. True, yeah, true. It, it is that is true. But um, you know, for example, in Australia, there's kids like there's middle class Australians like um, I don't know, go to public schools, three bedroom house, whatever in a suburb. All the houses look the same, and then there's kids, um, who maybe have grown up like I don't know in the GT or something, and they have their own bathroom, and they went to like twenty five thousand dollars schools every year, and had every toy they ever wanted, and you know, just had everything, but. Both of those people in those situations, we, they get used to their situation. Like as human beings, we we get used to everything. So if you finally have that 10k followers you've been dreaming of, like you will, it will just become 10k followers, and you get yeah. used to it, and then you possibly even start looking for more.
0: Like, like I'm pro- I'm living the life mm-hmm. that I've dreamed of living. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, what's next? What's next? <laughs> exactly. Like if if like it's
1: weird. I'm the same as well. If I could look back, um. If I was talking to myself the other day, because I, t- I tend to get in my head a lot and maybe not be as grateful as I should be. But if I was to look back at myself four years ago and tell myself that I'm this person that I am now and I have the opportunities that I have, I think I would be so... I would not believe it. Genuinely, I would not believe it.
0: Um. So, yeah. And um, there's a, there was another TikTok you did that was quite... that did quite well, which is uh something... It's like... uh. Your cities, stop blaming your city, you're just boring dear. <laughs> oh, yeah, stop blaming your city, you're just boring. <laughs> I yeah, love that one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, growing up in Perth, it's kind of known for being oh, the boring city. But see, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that is just, I don't know where that mindset comes from. I think that that's, that state just comes from this whole culture we live in today where everybody just follows what everybody says. And like, we live in a society today where some people just don't have an opinion, but then they will follow the first opinion that they hear. And that's that stuff like Perth is a boring city. I personally want to leave Perth. I hate it here. But I don't necessarily think Perth is a boring city at all. I think there is plenty of stuff to do. I think maybe compared to other cities like Melbourne, maybe the there is a lot of divide in the different, I guess, I'll put this in quotation marks, scenes in Perth. Like everyone is kind of segregated in whatever scene they're in. And that maybe makes Perth look boring because some people don't get to experience stuff that, other kids get to experience like for example um i spent my initial going out years in perth city from 18 to 20 or 21 i was all i used to do is just like what is it henry summer's um, yeah humble butterfly like paramount i can't believe i used to do that but that was what i used to do and then one of my mates introduced me to like the um i guess whatever they call it the alternative scene of perth but where they play like techno music and house music and stuff mm. like that. And there's so many kids who don't even know about like, yeah. there's so many kids who go to clubs like um, Henry Summers and Butterfly who don't even know that there is a place in Perth that you can go and there's techno music and stuff like that. Recobite. Recobite, yes, yeah. Let's I go. love Recobite, yeah. <laughs> like, garbage, shout out Garbage TV. That's I think that's my favorite Shout out event. Garbage TV, shout out Recobite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a creative event, if you're listening, coming up this Friday. Uh, I think it's called Blythe. It's... Uh, I think it's just some creative kids and they're launching a magazine. It's mm-hmm. just with some dope DJs and music. So, you yeah, So, is this podcast
1: live or is it like?
0: It's uh yeah, it's live stream YouTube, but yeah, um, it'll be uploaded like probably today or tomorrow. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Nah, but um, yeah, I think, I think that statement is true. Um, there is a quote. I think it's from a book or something. It's like, wherever you go, there you are. So it's mm-hmm. like, if you go to another city, it's like you're not necessarily gonna um perceive it as being interesting cuz you have to kind of cultivate that interest yes, yourself. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um and also I think uh it's all about who you surround yourself with. Like if you're surrounded by you know people that aren't sort of outgoing or interested in maybe working on themselves or creativity or whatever you're into mm-hmm. um you're going to think your environment's boring. So yes. you need to surround yourself with creative like pe- people yes, that you're yes. into have the same interests. yes then you'll exactly. find it interesting Exactly.
1: yeah and um for me in perth i think i i have that to an extent but um f- i've reached a stage in my life where um i think i know myself this is the most i've ever known myself as a human being and i'm ready to just place myself in a completely new environment and just be this version of myself because it's difficult um when you change through life for your friends and family to adjust to that. I find that a lot of people in my life still perceive me as someone that I was maybe two years ago. Um, and I've gone through a lot of changes as a human being. I I genuinely think I'm a completely different person than I was back then. So it's hard to be around people who still perceive me as that. Um, and that's why I just, I want to, I just want a new environment. I want a new start. Um, the reason why I've picked Sydney is because I have some music stuff happening there. So, um, it's just yeah, going sure. to make sure. sense to move there and, like, be closer to my team and stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's interesting as you grow and you change, um, the types of people that will actually realize that because a lot of people won't realize your change, mm-hmm. like, at all. They're just kind of living in their own world. Exactly. Um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting, especially it kind of kind of reminds me of how, like, you'll always be – your relationship with your mom, like your mom will always see you as your a little boy. Yes, you know what yes, I mean. Yes. So it's like you'll never be, even if you're it's famous. Yeah, are she's always gonna see you as a yes, yes, little boy who yes. like. That's my parents <laughs> she's gonna worry about I'm you. You know mom. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: That's that's something I struggle with with my parents. For me, is they just think that they just don't understand. And I don't, don't want to be. An well, an well, they American come from a complete. They come from yeah. a completely different, different background. Cul- like every culture yeah, and everything. Like they're like I might we're different. Like I just know like. What the life they lived at my age and the life I'm living is completely different. But yeah, I think they just—they man—I keep moving back. I think they s- definitely struggle to um to understand, to me, comprehend to, that. Yeah, but I think I, with African parents, I find that they really want you to prove things to them. Like really, really prove to them mm. um financially, especially.
0: Yeah, the there's these. Uh, I guess I would have metrics. Like I think it's like a lot of just parents in general, they just want to see you get that regular job, that regular yeah. income. Yeah. And uh, just like every person, like people struggle to adapt to change. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be, I think it's always going to be the same. Mm-hmm. That that older generation, yeah. is going to like look at the younger generation and be like, oh, I don't understand Stand what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like they don't have time to like yeah. have an understanding because they're like managing a family or they have their own job yes, and they're, yes. they're in that sort of system. Yes. So yeah. from their perspective, I can see why... That is, but I'm definitely going to try and when I like you know grow and that sort of thing. I want to try and have that understanding for the younger generation Mm -hmm. because I think it's important. Yeah, no,
1: for sure. And I have a lot of hope for um, our generation in particular because I think we're the ones who kind of see all the weird stuff that's happening in the world and we speak up about it. Like um, I don't know who runs the moral compass of the world because these days, like, there's some crazy opinions out there with huge followings. But I, I have a lot of hope for this generation. I think, def, like, once... Because right now, the world we live in, it's run by a bunch of old people who existed, like, you know, in their prime, maybe 40 years ago. I don't know, maybe that's 30 years ago. And a lot has changed in that time. I think that... I think my generation, us, once we're the ones in charge, I think we're, you know, we're definitely gonna... Hopefully, like, I think the world is gonna get more and more fair, more and more inclusive... You um, yeah I think it is it, as up.
0: our generation as a younger generation yeah. grows um you know I think the internet has a lot to do with that because the internet is um it's like everybody can have their own opinion and mm-hmm. sort of like share it to exactly s- yeah like so I think uh, I do see it I do ha- also have um, a positive outlook on the yeah. future yeah. yeah yeah um but also just speaking on like, Um, our generation talking about topics and Mm. like interesting topics Mm. Um, there was one TikTok and you said you mentioned it was a bit controversial which is uh, the most you know racism you've experienced in Australia Mm -hmm. comes from black people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um, you've got a background from Zambia you said
1: yes yeah so my my, I guess ethnic background is um, I was born in Zambia my mum's dad was from Greece um, and then her mom was also from Zambia, so my mom's like half and half, whatever light skin, and then I'm she's married another black man from Zambia, and then I exist now. So <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do Sadly. exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but wait, what was the question? Sorry.
0: Oh, so just kind of elaborate on that, that on thought. that statement. Oh, yes, like yeah. The
1: majority so majority of ex- racism I've experienced. In. Okay, so um, I think with that quote, I was even thinking about deleting it actually because. I don't know if, if the term, the correct term for it for it is like xenophobia. Is that like we're oh, yeah. from the same ethnic background or whatever?
0: Yeah, there, there is a difference between xenophobia and, and race. Racism. Apparently, yeah.
1: But if I if I was to describe what racism is to me, it's, it's it's basically someone degrading me, someone making me feel horrible, someone making like down just someone being horrible towards me with the complete basis of it being um my skin color, you know? Yeah. And um so. When I moved to Australia, you know, I'd never in my... Well, I think... No, actually, that's a lie. I'd I'd experienced, I guess, a form of xenophobia growing up throughout school because at my school, I was the lightest kid in Africa and I was always singled out by the other kids and they had nicknames for me and stuff like that. And then when I moved to Australia, initially I went to a private school in year eight and nine and then I ended up moving to a public school and, like, this is no joke, basically... I would say every single day I experienced some form of what you could call racism. Wow. That's crazy. You know, and that made me just absolutely hate high school. I always say if, if I could, if I had a time machine and I could go back in time, it would have to be after high school because if I was to go back in time with the knowledge I have now, I would not be able to survive in high school. Like I would just want to leave and never graduate or anything like that. But I, I'm, I'm very forgiving of that racism I experienced, I guess in high school, because I think back then, we were all just young and we've changed a lot. That was back when we were 15, 14, 16, 17 years old. And we live in a world today where even if someone might have some racism within them, I think a lot of people just keep it within them and they may be a racist inside the comfort of their own homes. So I've, I've since leaving high school, I've, I can't remember an incident where I've experienced any racism from white people, wh- whether it was from the police or anything. Every time the police have stopped me, they've always been so nice. Um, I'm always respectful to the police officers, but the I guess racism, but maybe the correct term from it is xenophobia. Or I think it is because yeah. uh,
0: xenophobia is the fear of anything that um, I'm just reading it here that is foreign, strange, or foreign. foreign so I yeah. guess I don't think growing up in like high school, they're gonna necessarily know you're from Zambia. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, I don't like you because yes, you're from yeah. Zambia. Yeah, but they'll see maybe you got you know different skin complexion yeah. and you know that's yes, where it comes from. Yes, just yes. like oh, you're different. Yeah, exactly. Which is uh, yeah,
1: yeah so yeah the majority of racism i've experienced like where people have been blatantly racist to me about my skin color has been from other african people you know to an extent where now i've reached a stage where i'm even afraid to go to things like african events and stuff like that um because i just have a very bad taste in my mouth at the moment um all my friends are all african but it's just there's people out there who just don't i don't like was there's this incident what happened once um if this was when this was like my breaking point. Um, so I was out in the city and there was an, an African artist who came and um I was walking down the street and like these boys were shouting out to me, they were like, Yo, you're white I like too much soy sauce. And I was like, What? Like this group of black guys listens to my sad music. Yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. would not expect that demographic yeah. to like my music. So um then um I went and sat with them and they were like bro, like I've listened to music, I really love it, whatever. And so I started speaking to them and I was like, where are you from? Because I always love asking people where they're from. I, I want to meet more people from Zambia. And then so this guy was like, I'm from Zambia. And then I started speaking our language to him. Yeah. Then he was like, Oh, bro, I'm sorry. Like I was raised in Australia. I actually can't. Speak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the guy next to him was like just being so derogatory to me. And he was like, um, you like you're white. Like, why would you why are you even trying to speak our language? Like all of this stuff. And then I was like, I, I was already drunk. So I, I just took everything really lightheartedly and I was like, Oh, bro, um, do you have do you have Instagram? I want to meet more Zambians. Um yeah. you know, in Perth. And then he's to my face was like, Oh, I don't add random strangers on Instagram. And he was just being very derogatory in my language, you know, basically singling me out as like a white person. So then I went and sat away from these people. And I was with my mate at the time who's from Zimbabwe and he's black as well. And then he was standing with them and they started asking him for his Instagram and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I don't necessarily care about that act, like I don't care follows me on instagram or whatever but it's just that the whole principle behind what just had unfolded in front of me even my mate was like bro like i'm sorry that you had to experience that you know but yeah after that day i was like i'm just done like i'm, I'm done trying to i guess constantly prove my prove my blackness to black people you yeah know? um yeah like i don't know i was raised in africa my whole life like i there was a period in my life where i actually lived in the mud huts that you see on those um i don't know world vision
0: yeah like an actual village yes
1: like an actual village um and I have, I speak my language, you know, I know my culture, all that stuff. But yeah, I feel like there's always this thing of me constantly trying, like, and I think a lot of kids who are maybe light skin and stuff like that probably relate to this more than anyone really, because they will know what it's like to just feel like you don't really belong anywhere. And
0: Yeah, um, I guess yes. it's, it's uh, yeah, it'll be definitely difficult. Mm-hmm. And I hope we can get to a place where like, literally doesn't matter what you look like. Like, Oh my goodness. It's like, it actually doesn't. It It doesn't. doesn't. It
1: doesn't. As, as I don't know, I think the more us humans keep evolving, I think that's something we'll definitely evolve past. Like we'll realize that maybe if they discovered aliens or something, like everybody would be like, Oh damn. So we are actually just the human race and we are just humans because you can go on like every single continent on earth and we're all, we think the same way we have the same kind of practices, habits, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Um,
0: I mean, from Um, a certain lower level of consciousness, when you see something someone that's different different, or it's it's just like if you look at kids, they're gonna like Yeah, oh that's different or like whatever, but when you mature and you you just realize that it actually doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, yeah.
1: But then with with diff like with things like differences in skin color, you know, even if you there's so many videos that you can see on whatever research they've done where if you see like they always say racism is something that's taught because you if you put like babies in a room, you know, and there's an Asian baby, a black baby, a purple baby, whatever, a white baby. Like they just, babies are just, babies will more be afraid of things that are actually like, I guess they feel like they perceive as will cause danger to them in a sense. But um, yeah, like kids are always so, they just view each other as, I guess, human beings. But
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, it's interesting. Like when you're a young kid, you're just going to play with each other. And then there's some point where you have that influence. I don't know what it is. From the world, yeah. From the world. And then you're like, singling things out and then you have to relearn to yeah
1: yeah move the judgment or whatever i think it's learned like with racism it's like learning and it's also a personal experience like i can so the the experiences that i had with that group of like black guys from my country um you know it left a bad taste in my mouth but i'm sitting here from the perspective of like I'm, i'm thinking if i was like a australian born like white australian and and i had maybe that experience like and i had that bad taste in my in me and You know, maybe I I did have to an extent every time that maybe I went past a group of like black guys sitting, like I I felt like something was gonna happen Mm. or whatever. So I guess it's a combination of personal experience and also just whatever or wherever you receive your education from, you know, if it's from your parents and stuff like that. Like a lot of kids are, like a lot of kids don't realize how much of a reflection of our parents we are. Like to an extent where I know, like I always like to say, I'm nothing like my parents, but it frustrates me sometimes when like I'll do something and I'm like, I'm, those people are my parents. Like, I I came from those
0: people. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you could ever get away from that if you were mm-hmm. raised by them, you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, now I see you as, like, you know, you're successful on... I see you are successful on TikTok. You know, you've got the metrics there. Your music is amazing and you're putting your work out there. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, the colour of your skin has ever, like, Sort of stopped your growth or like affected your path or
1: no not necessarily. Your I think for me as a person, like the way that I carry myself around other professionals is I always carry myself as a professional and I I carry myself with respect and things like that. So, like when I'm e- every time I've ever been in a meeting or in a room where someone has to delegate themselves over me, apart from when I was a nursing student, there's always been that mutual respect and I've never I've never had I can't ever think of a moment where like. I was hindered because of my skin color, no. Like, I, like I, I think it's definitely so important that we continue to talk about topics like this, right? But I think at the moment, co- considering human beings and the history that we've had, I think we're doing, so far we're doing the best job ever that we've ever done in terms of, like, inclusivity and, like, just trying to make the world more diverse and eliminate racism. But obviously there's still so much work that needs to be done. But so far, in my personal experience, no, I've not um, experienced any yeah racism
0: affects me getting anywhere because like the way I see it even with creativity like it doesn't matter literally what you look like how old you are like whatever like creativity is creativity exactly and I almost think that's it's the same with sort of business like you're sort of hired to do a job Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter what you look like as long as you you do that job you do the job exactly, exactly
1: and you do the job well really yeah exactly and that's the whole thing with even so you know I don't know if you've uh, there's this whole conversation that goes around everywhere where there's the whole um, and this conversation goes around a lot more in first world countries and the, there's the whole thing of um, equal the pay gap and equal pay yeah, yeah yeah what what do you think about the pay gap and you
0: mean between men and women Yes between men and women yeah. So I've been educated on an now mm-hmm. and essentially I think there was um, there was that perception of the pay gap. Because, on average, women earn less than, than men. Men, yeah, yeah. However, what doesn't come into account is the types of jobs that, that they, they chose. Do, exactly. Because yeah. if you look at men, typically they're choosing like laborer jobs or like you know more sort of like construction, Hi, yes, or high intensity, high intensity, sort of jobs. And yeah, yeah. And uh, typically, what's known is uh, women choose. They they prefer part time secretary work, mm-hmm. so they actually, um, they're choosing they by choice they're by choosing choice, lawyer yes. p- paying jobs. Yes, so exactly, I yeah. think essentially, the pay gap there's a misconception. There's, about the pay yeah, gap. I think I think
1: there's a lot of misconceptions about the pay gap because, um, as I guess I don't know, I never existed at that time, but I know there was a time where, um, I guess blatantly maybe a man and woman would both like apply for a job as a chef maybe and a woman would get less money. But I think we've reached a stage in society where when you're hired, like we said, you're hired as an individual. Like I I would never, I could never think of like my job hiring me and going, oh, I'm a male nurse. They're going to pay me more than the female nurses, you know. But I think it's more, it's more or less, maybe there is some corporate random jobs out there where there's some random corruption going on. But um, when it comes to -to day-to-day, day-to-day just jobs that regular people are doing, I think if a man and a woman apply for the same exact job, we get the same exact pay. It's just that like you said um there's if you look at career differences like majority of um people in careers like engineering are men you know majority of doctors yeah. are men majority of nurses are women majority of hairdressers are women right so it's just it's that the choice of jobs that we're doing mm-hmm. um but then when it comes to things like the gender pay gap in sports that one frustrates me so much so um i'll talk about soccer for example um so, I don't know. So, soccer in general, like, it generates so much money, right? Like yeah. It generates billions, if not... Tri- like, a billions... The World
0: Cup, the English Premier League, everything Yes, everything, like everything like that. yeah. Like, it generates... It's a, so, it's
1: a world game. It's a world game, exactly. Um, But then, there's this whole thing where, even in the NBA, where, like, the, um, some people protest and say, women should be paid the same amount of money, but that argument, to me, honestly, anybody who just educates themselves, even for mm-hmm. five minutes, will see, like, that argument is so just false, because how can you be doing a job like if i'm a wnba player right i'm playing my basketball and then i can't fill up the stadium like so i'm not my business is not generating yeah. enough money so what i just need to collect business from the men i mean money yeah. from the men's business and it's the same with stuff with like soccer like for example football or soccer majority of soccer or football fans if you see a stadium it's always like men like the geese is yeah. like whatever yeah. um look at the ep or english premier league so it'd be like men, we go out there and we're supporting, we're watching soccer, supporting other men or whatever. But there'll be women complaining about um like female soccer players not getting paid more. And I'm like, you don't even watch their games. Like, why don't you go sit and fill their stadiums? Yeah. So they make more money as an organization. Cause these are just the whatever women's champions league and the men's champions league. They're just organizations. Mm. And as an organization, the men's champions league is it produces more money because there is more fans watching mm. there's more sponsorships mm. and there's more sponsorships because there's more fans watching you know and i think with the women's game i think it's all as time goes by they're gonna get they're gonna start to generate more money and henceforth you know get more sponsorships and make more money that way so i don't think that like blatantly like women's football or women's sports stars are getting paid less money i think their sports just generate like yeah. like, like that would be the biggest scandal if like for example um there was like one job that is just one job title, same exact job title, and a woman was like getting five dollars less than a man yeah. or something like that would be news, you know. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think just you got to look at it as a business. If mm-hmm. if there's not enough customers coming, then there's going to be less business. Exactly. So exactly, the NBA earns much more than the WNBA NBA, because much, much more. there's less customers. I, I do think that in the workplace, like. I think you're a bad business if you don't hire a woman who can do this, has the same skills mm-hmm. as a man, just because she's a woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like that's just bad business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I I do think it exists though. Like I do think there are people who yeah, yeah. just how there are people who judge, you know, who are xenophobic
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
0: they judge someone because the color of their skin yeah, or whatever, just whatever they look or their like. background. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think there are people who judge. You know, women like, oh, she's a yeah. woman. She doesn't, yeah. have, she not have the skills. But, um, yeah, I think if you look at it from a business perspective, the business just wants somebody who can complete that task. Yes, exactly. They don't care what they look like, like or anything. what gender they exactly. are. Exactly. Um, so I think there's a lot of misconceptions around that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then another one, kind of like a, f- like a funny one, was uh, <laughs> China's going to own the world soon. Oh my goodness! Okay, like <laughs> that's if, an interesting one.
1: Please, like I hope this is played somewhere, like eventually one day when I don't exist anymore. But I, I do think China is gonna own the world soon because I think out of every country on earth, they have the largest monopoly over everything. Um, we tend to think that United States is a superpower. United States used to be a superpower, but now they're just the entertainment capital of the world. Like the best entertainment comes from the United States. It's the craziest country. Like it's crazy over there. Um but, but what was the question again?
0: So just like your thoughts oh, China, on uh, China, how, yeah. how China's going to own yes, the world. Yes, yeah.
1: So anyway, so so China like I come from a place called Zambia and Zambia is the second largest producer of copper on earth. I think the first is Brazil. Copper is in your phones, it's in every single wire basically. It's Amazing conductor. But every single mine in my country is owned by China. China owns so much like so many resources and mines and stuff in Africa because what they do is They'll come into a country, and then offer the the government that's in power and African governments are so greedy, yeah. majority of them offer the government in power some money, some loans, and they will take that money and they won't even invest it into infrastructure, so they can never repay that debt. And then China comes in and says, "Okay, you have to pay our debt back." Okay, we'll just take this mine, and you know, so they they own a lot, and then, um. How many things do we have that are made in China? Um, Probably everything everything. in this whole room. Yeah, made in China,
0: like
3: to an extent, exactly. A table, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, China, it's they just and on top of that, they also have. Right now, I was just reading the other day, like they've actually been building, like, just on the low key, I guess, building their like like increasing their nuclear arsenal, which I don't necessarily think any country should be doing i think at this stage in society human beings should just go okay like let's just get rid of the nukes so mm. we can i don't i don't think a nuclear war like ever benefits any like if a nuke drops in your country it doesn't benefit anyone and if china was to drop a nuke in america they're definitely going to drop a nuke in china like mm. that's just how human beings are so yeah i just think with the amount of power they have over the world's resources like um over a lot of countries in africa especially i think that very soon they're going to and also, apparently Mandarin or some Mandarin is the most widely spoken language in the world as well. I don't know if you I th- last time I checked I well, don't know,
0: if you I do know China has like quite a large like there's a population mm-hmm. like um, so I'm sure that's that's got a lot of truth. Yes, to it. yeah,
1: and there's also Chinese people all over the world. like China, China is a place where, I've talked to a few people like when I was at uni who are from China and I see people, I see them as a people who are very proud of their culture. They're mm, proud of mm. where they're from. They're not, it's not like they're coming from a third world country like me where like, you know, everything, the roads are broken and the government's messed up. Yes. The, like, yeah, <laughs> like the, the, Not to say the government in China is not corrupt, but the people that I've talked to who are in Australia from China, who obviously had to have some type of money to get to Australia, they have a lot of good things to say about their country. But on that note, China is one of the worst places in the world for things like housing like it's mm. it's absolutely horrible yeah. if you want to look into that yourself and
0: yeah yeah like uh you don't have like as much as a first world country for sure the government has so much power so, so much power. It, so basically if you're living in an apartment they can just be like hey we we just want to destroy this apartment yeah you don't necessarily, you yes. don't know where you're gonna live. You don't yes. know if they're gonna get you new housing or not. Yeah. And, and they, they uh, probably won't. There's some crazy um, just videos or documentaries on it. And you can see where people have like stayed in their mm. house when they're trying mm. to, the government's trying, trying to knock to kick it
1: down. Them, yeah. So, Insane. with the way that the housing market works in China, so China actually has enough land. If you, if you look it up on Google or whatever, they have enough land for the amount of people that live there. But most of the population is like concentrated in the city areas. And then in those city areas, What happens is land is too expensive. Like as a normal day-to-day human being, you can't buy land and all you can do is just rent it from the government for like fifty years or something. Mm. So what happens is these massive big companies come in and they'll pay whatever those millions of dollars for these blocks of land and then they build those massive apartment buildings. And then that is the housing for people in majority of people in China, you know, they just live in these whatever, like two meter by two meter like squares. Like, you know, it's 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 crazy that people live like that but that's the world we live in today like there's they live like that but i guess they have food available and stuff like that and there's kids out there like i don't know in some random third world country who don't even have food or shelter or yeah. anything
0: so yeah i think uh countries need to find that balance between not having any any control having guerrilla warfare having mm-hmm. corruption like a free for all state yeah and then the other extreme which is like The government having so much power over everybody and people can't like have that sense of freedom, Mm -hmm. which I think Australia is a pretty good country. It's a great country to live.
1: Honestly, like, yes, it is. It's we've so I just like some of the crazy stuff that happens in America, for example. I just know like Australians as a people would not let that slide. Yeah, I think we're Australians are very good at you know getting together and. I think the overall moral compass in Australia is like it's pretty good like we agree yeah. on a lot of things that I think should just be common sense but obviously they're not common sense to other
0: countries. Yeah. No, I think most Australians do have a good uh moral compass. Yeah, for sure. Um and uh sort of on that topic before about social media I want to dive into the future of social media. Mm-hmm. We're in web point two right now. Mm-hmm. We're about to, Enter we're, s- we're entering web three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which involves the metaverse. Mm-hmm. NFTs, basically mm-hmm. the virtual reality.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you afraid? <laughs> are oh, you, I'm are you looking forward to it? Are you afraid? Um, I guess. What's your opinion? Part of me
1: is afraid because I guess we're already pretty disconnected as a society and, I don't know if that would make us more connected or more disconnected. I, I, I'm i really unsure. But the thing that I know is it's still very, I think the whole um, metaverse VR thing, I think it's not even in our generation. It, it started in our generation. Like this was the, the building blocks are being set in our generation. But, you know, we don't even have video games yet, which are as realistic as real life. Like what makes you think that we can have like an environment that you can walk through and look around that's yeah. going to be as real like it yeah. like the metaverse is still in its early early stages to a point where <laughs>
0: like have you seen it it's literally looks like the we
1: exactly <laughs> and i'm like why would someone why would anyone want to spend 24 hours with a vr headset seeing that like honestly but if i guess technology got to a point where imagine we put on a vr headset and what you're seeing in the vr headset is like what life is right now and then you could just like I don't know. Put on a VR headset and be the richest man in the world, mm, and mm. like I guess that could be a way to make. Would that make society better? I don't know. You know, considering I don't know the
0: world we live in today, it's just very. I remember, you you can't cheat the system. You Can't, that's you can't true. cheat it.
1: That is true because we get ah yes, that is true. That's true. It's like this movie I watched the other day called Selfless, where um, this guy like he has his soul um, he gets old and he's a billionaire, so he pays to have his soul transplanted into like a younger mm. person, and um. Because he's a younger version of himself, the first thing he does is he starts having lots of sex and he just parties and he's young. But then he gets used to that, you know, and it doesn't fulfill him anymore. And it's anytime. the same
0: cycle. Yes, it's amazing yeah. how life goes in cycles. Yes, like what yeah, I Yeah, I talk about that all yeah, the time. Yeah, I think I've seen that. But what's interesting, just my perception of it, is sometimes like I'll have an idea or I'll have an experience, mm-hmm. and then one year later, either I'll have that experience again, and then because of that year of learning i like, perceive it in a different, different way. way yeah. The way I interact with it will be different. Yeah, um, Or I'll have an idea, and then, like, one year later, that idea will sort of come to mm-hmm. life, or, and then it'll... Yes. It's, yes. it's a life of cycles. It doesn't is. matter if it's nature or yes human interactions. Yes. It's yeah.
1: interesting. One day I'm going to make an album called Cycles. I, like, I, I also, I feel like I was stuck. I just feel stuck to an extent. Just stuck in, like, a constant life cycle you know
0: it it just feels i think i think we are repeating yeah i think that's what it is like every year i'm repeating the same, same things but it's like i'm a different i've got a different level of consciousness yeah yeah And i think that's almost the point yeah i
1: think for me i don't know like if i look at it like that i'm like damn because at this i don't know i think like i think i know myself the most that i've known myself but i don't know I'm, i'm not really in touch with my consciousness as much as I, I've been before in the past. Like, I don't, I don't really t- think to myself a lot. You know, or, I don't know, I'm not, I don't have much of a spiritual connection either, like, at the moment, with anything, really. So, I don't know. Yeah.
0: And um, are you religious at all? Or what so, are
1: your um, views on that? So, I grew up, up until I was around 18, 19, I was Jehovah's Witness. Um, so we wow. used to do the whole that's crazy th- yeah the whole going knocking on people's doors on the weekend and that sort of stuff I think it's very imp- I'm, I'm glad that I was exposed to religion as a, a kid because I think it, it it reaffirmed what I think I've always been which is a respectful person but it it um showed me the importance of just respecting my adults and other people older than me and I guess being a good just be a good being a good person i think the religion in general it just sets some type some guidelines for people because i think a lot of people would go crazy if they had no guidelines at all and it did set some guidelines for me but the more the older that i grew and the more research i did by myself and the the more i just grew as a conscious being the more i realized that i don't necessarily need to attach myself to a certain organization on earth um and a certain version of a bible to like
0: like a certain worldview yeah
1: so um, yeah to have a connection with something out there that is greater than me um i do believe there's something out there that is greater than me but and i know that i c- i can have a connection with that and i can find that outside of like someone's church mm. basically mm. um i think spiritual connection is very important i uh, so I, I've thought about the world, like I've thought about everything in so many different ways. I've thought about every single possibility as to why we could actually be here and why we exist and who created all this and the Big Bang Theory. And to an extent, they, I my belief is that there is something out there that is greater than me. But I also believe that that thing did not create me for the sole purpose of me worshipping it. Because even me as just Wycliffe today, I would never would never even want to have friends who just worship me for the sake of worshiping me you know like i would never want to create something and just tell it you have to worship me and if you don't i will burn you for eternity it's
0: almost like say you created a game and there's a game character yeah if that game character was like turn around and just look at you and just like worship you it's like nah that would mm-hmm. you want the game character to play the game yes to play the game it's like, it's like nah just exist. go ke- yeah. <laughs> play the game man exactly and <laughs> like
1: and we all have within us we all have i guess some type of moral reasoning so obviously that doesn't mean you play the gamers and you go start killing people and like doing some crazy i think we all know there is things in life that all all of us within ourselves know mm. and not like things that are good and bad so we just I, the way that i live my life is i i try to do more good than i do bad and i try to treat people with love and respect um the only times in my life that I can picture myself where I haven't treated people with like that love and respect that I know that I'm capable of is when I've been in relationships because, um, for me, I feel like relationships just brought out my inner child. Like they, they created such a comfortable environment that I never ever had in my life that I just became, became a little kid again. And, you know, I was just not able to control my emotions or anything like that. And I just was not a good person, but all in all, I think the best way to live your life is to live your life and treat people both love and respect and Yeah. And try and do more good.
0: Yeah, I think um yeah, religion's basically an instruction manual yeah. on how to live life and it's interesting if you look at all religions, there's like similar values mm-hmm. to that. I think if you are someone struggling to find your way, it can be helpful. Maybe yes. it was helpful. Yeah. For you or your family coming to Perth, having that um, religion, what do you think, or not not so much? Um, to like guide even, them, I don't know.
1: Because we never even really we were never really that close with our church community in in Australia, so I don't know. Um, I think it's always been good to just be able to sit down. Like I look at prayer as a sort of meditation or manifestation. Mm. You sit down, close your eyes, you're yeah. calm, yeah. and you you pray about what you want. You know what you're grateful for. You pray about yeah. what you want to change. Um, I do that as well, but I think I just, I meditate. And um, and if there is a creator out there, like I know he knows what's within my soul and he knows that. I'm very grateful for everything that I have. And, you know, I don't think that he, that creator would necessarily need me to constantly reaffirm. Like it's crazy what some other religions do um, as practices to honor their God and stuff like that. But um, if, I guess we, no one really knows the direct history on how the Bible or these religious books were written. But all I know is that they've been changed a lot throughout time. Like they have changed a lot throughout time. And there's, even with the Bible, if you look back, there's been, there were kings who like literally did not like some things in the Bible and just took it out and mm. got the Bible changed. And that's the Bible we use today. But all in all, I think the Bible, if your religion ever encourages you to like hate somebody else, then I'm sorry, there's something wrong. Mm. They're like, no, no. you should never ever be taught to hate anybody else. Like um, the things that you should take from your religion is just, like be tried like I said, just try to be a good person. Like yeah.
0: Um, yeah. it's almost like as we were saying, like you can't cheat life. It's almost like religion was this sort of like cheat instructions Instruction manual, on how, how to, to yeah. learn ethics to yeah. guide you in life. But really you should be learning that by living life exactly just by playing the game. Yeah. Living life learning um,
1: from your experiences. Yeah,
0: for sure. And um I think there is a misconception that, oh, without the Bible, without the Quran, like how would, without these texts, how would you learn mm-hmm. your morality, your ethics? Um, but I think, I think as we grow and we just mm-hmm. live life and like, I think, I think intrinsically we do mm-hmm. know right from wrong.
1: Yes, we do. And the, like you said, the more we grow, like, the everybody more we, does. Yeah, yeah. And also we, just as a species of human beings, the more civilized we get, the more we just pass through time, the more that... That's why there's things like laws, right? Like, the the laws were not all directly derived from the Bible. It's because certain things happen time and time again, and as a society, we realize we don't like these things. There's, there's certain things which are a bit funny. Like, um, it was the, uh, the other week or something, I was having this... I ended up having a massive argument with this girl that I had over. It wasn't an argument, it was more like mm. a heated conversation, but she was like attacking me. Mm. And the conversation we we're having was that um she was trying to convince me that the reason that marijuana is illegal is because the government has done research into it and they've figured out how bad it is for people and like that's why they want marijuana to be illegal. Mm. And I completely disagree with her because I said, Okay, then why don't they make alcohol and cigarettes illegal? Because those things. On a yearly basis, actually kill a certain statistics of human. Mm. Um, marijuana is yet today to kill human beings. Like stuff like CBD oil is constantly used for pain. Like working um, in nursing now, it's it's like a common practice that I'm seeing now is people using CBD oils and stuff like yeah. that. but yeah, I don't know. I, I forgot what we're talking about. I don't know why I put that up. Well,
0: but I, yeah. I just wanted to add. I, w- I like that topic as well. I'll just quickly add. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a positivity to religion. It's guidance. It's like an ethical guidance to how someone can live a moral life. But then there's issues with it. There's so many things in the Bible uh, that like if you're reading that, uh, it's like there's so many like unethical things as well. And so if you're trying to follow, you're trying to follow God and follow these instructions. um, It's okay to question. Yeah. it's, It's actually i do the opposite yeah so you got to be you need to, yeah. you need to, people need to learn critical thinking exactly and maintain exactly. skepticism and the religion hinders that
1: it does, it does hinder that it's you're not encouraged to question because sometimes some questions i guess to an extent are a bit disrespectful to um, they say they're disrespectful to god but it's just human curiosity you can't blame someone for just thinking and and, and just wanting to understand like If you could give me the answers, I think I would have a better understanding of whatever this is. You know, Um,
0: yeah. And in terms of spirituality, I think, um, I think there is that within all humans. There's that, uh, you know, we all want to have that connectedness Mm -hmm. with each other, and I think uh, the spiritual element that comes with religion, I think it can be felt through meditation
1: meditation yeah
0: yeah for sure in your experience you've sort of felt yeah um i guess it's all about being like present at the moment and like appreciating and yeah just
1: appreciating and and because even as christians you know they they encourage christians to never like i'm not gonna go like i I don't have a test tomorrow and i'm not gonna go hey god can you please help me um, pass my test in jesus name amen like i'm not gonna say that because if i didn't study at all for my test you know like i'm not gonna just be asking for some random miracle it's like we're encouraged to pray, um, like, for example, if I was studying very hard, like, we're encouraged to pray in ways like, I'm just using this example, I can't really get the words together. But, like, for example, if if I I, I studied hard for a test, I can, like, pray to God and just, you know, ask him to help me remember yeah. what I studied and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah.
0: So pray asking h- for a handout without putting in the work.
1: Exactly, yeah. And I guess... I don't know. For me, prayer, honestly, is just a type of meditation. That whole, just, because we're always encouraged to pray, to practice gratitude, to thank God, to always be thankful. Thank you for the food on the table today, God. Thank you for, um, I don't know, keeping me safe today. Like, I guess that's the same as me sitting there and just acknowledging and, like, I don't know what the difference is between me going, God, thank you for the food. And me just not actually knowing deep within myself, not just because it's a practice prayer, knowing every time I put food on my table, knowing that there is people out there who, Are not as fortunate as me, knowing the privilege that I live in and that I exist in just being an Australian citizen, you know, and um, I guess practicing Mm -hmm. gratitude that way. But that's how I practice my gratitude. I just, I know day to day I'm just grateful for the life that I have. And then when I meditate or when I'm having a low point in life, just, you know, remembering to just like, when I talk about mental illness, one thing I say can be such a big aid to your mental illness is just realizing how grateful you are, knowing that. You know, there is far worse situations in life you could be in. That doesn't take away from what you're feeling, but sometimes it's just good to think about yeah, it that way.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think uh religion and the act of praying makes mm-hmm. gratitude this sort of esoteric thing, and it really yeah. doesn't have to be. Exactly, exactly. Gratitude's just all about, like, appreciating just, the things yeah. around you, where you are, like, what you have. Mm-hmm. And, uh yeah, there's, like... A secular way of thinking about those things, mm-hmm. without you know mm-hmm. religion being involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Probably one of the last topics mm-hmm. we've got on here. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about selling the concept of selling time for money. Ooh.
1: Yes. Which
0: is on one of your TikToks.
1: Yeah. So there's this movie actually. Um which I think everyone should watch. It's with Justin Timberlake, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a movie where it's a society where basically um, everybody has an implant. like they figured out how to make people like live forever and everybody just has an implant and you basically buy more time like through like working or whatever. And this society is like completely split. There's like people who have like a thousand years on their time and people who are like day to day trying to like get two years on their time and I think we're not very, very far from that dystopian future because that is the world that we live in today, really there is so even us in Australia as like you know lucky Australian citizens, we know that there is celebrities out there who make millions of dollars, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a day, like crazy amounts of money, like what some of us Australians make in a year, people are making in two weeks and a yeah. month, yeah, there is that divide, and then when you really think about the the even bigger extreme, there is people making that amount of money every single day, and there's people who don't even make a dollar in a week. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's a crazy world that we live in. Um, and when that when I relate that to selling your time for money, I think the people who have achieved, I guess, more freedom in a sense, you know, in life, are people who have been able to leverage as least amount of their time as possible for the most amount of money, so that they just have all their time to just do what they want. Like I, I don't want to be sacrificing my time, like for some corporation or some business mm. that yeah. doesn't care less about me, you know, Um, but that's the world that we live into. Everybody goes to work and they give away a couple of hours of their day for a specific wage. Like yeah. It's just the way that it is.
0: Yeah. It's um, like time is one of the most precious things. Oh yes. We have. Yeah. And uh, just, I couldn't work for somebody else under that just wage for time thing. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, I like f- of one job now mm-hmm. what I make mm-hmm. like someone makes in like a week and it's mm-hmm. not to say I'm like mm-hmm. b- but I'm saying just I think the mentality is effort like mm-hmm. oh if I put in this effort and I have this amount of pain that I've gone mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. earn like this, this amount on, uh, yeah and it doesn't actually have to be that yeah. way at all yeah it's it's definitely an easier way mm-hmm. to sort of I mean, I'll work for somebody else yeah you don't have to think for yourself. Yeah. You just do what somebody else says, yeah. and you get some output. Yeah. But in reality, it's actually you're gonna end. It's gonna end up being a tougher way. Yeah. To do things. Yeah.
1: And I have to recognize, I can acknowledge that. Obviously, even being able to think like the way that we're thinking right now, it's, it's from a place of privilege, I guess, because there is jobs out there that are available, like in corporations. But again, being in a country like Australia, it. it we are able to really do what we like, whatever we yeah. want. Like, yeah. So I guess for sure. part of being grateful for that privilege is being able to recognize that I can actually do what I want, and I don't have to fit into these yeah. systems. Um, obviously, I'm trying to have as positive an impact on Earth as I can have before I leave. But um, yeah, I think we need to recognize that.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yes. Um, before I forget, I just relating it back to creativity. Mm-hmm. Um what's your sort of creative process in making your music from sort of start to finish like how do you come up with these ideas where do you come up with these ideas you writing them down in your notes and um, then to the end product of the song I just would love to know so that
3: whole process So the way
1: that my my music happens over the best songs I've ever written is it, it just it all comes from it's all within me, you know, it's, it's all the experiences and everything that I've had. So I, the one thing I do is I never try to force it. I never try to force myself to write a song because I'm very confident in the fact that when I'm willing to write, I can write you like five songs in a day. Um, and I have to be feeling it. I really have to be feeling it. So the creative process behind my songs is literally me going on YouTube. Like I'll, I'll literally be on YouTube for like two hours and I'll just find a beat, listen to maybe 10 seconds. I'm like, do I vibe with this? Do I not? Okay, I vibe with it. Download it. And then I'll do that for maybe like ten beats and then I'll put them into my producing software and then I'll just play each beat at a time and like I'll have my mic plugged in and I'll freestyle over each beat yeah and then after that whichever beat I felt the most you know which connected what, to connected or? to the yeah. most yeah and then i'll I'll just pick that one and then go through and fix up the lyrics and that is my music so like it's I have obviously, sometimes now what I've started doing is, like, I'll come up with an idea. Maybe I'm like, oh, I want to write about this experience. So I remember that when I when I have this selection of beats, I remember, like, okay, I wanted to write a song about when this happened. And then I'll try to add that in my freestyle, like, make that the main topic of my freestyle while I'm freestyling a specific, on a specific beat. And then that's how my songs come about. So, yeah, I, so with my music at the moment, um, I'm working with a few people from... I guess Sony Music Australia and stuff like that. So what what I'm finding difficult is is the process of the way that they do things. So obviously they manage a bunch of artists and stuff like that. And they're able to I don't they, they have like a blueprint, I guess, a blueprint maybe that has worked for an artist in the past or a blueprint that works to an extent. But for me in the 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 levels that I'm trying to reach, I just know that that the blueprint that they have is just not the same as I guess what I have you know in my mm. mind or the they way have that their they have thing. their system which is yeah. like yeah
0: fair enough because they're a business and they have to manage so manage, many people yes, but yes. i guess it's different to adapt to that exactly
1: yeah and so for me with my creative process or everything like they they've asked me several times they're like i'm trying to get me in with their whatever producers and stuff like that to um maybe work on a song together and i'm i i've constantly said this and it's frustrating me now I'm like, all I want, if you have a producer or whatever, is just tell them to send me a bunch of instrumentals. Like, I don't want to sit there with a producer and sing one line and then change their beat and sing one. Like, that's just, that is not how I make my music. If you listen to any of my music, you can tell this guy, it's like, it's very passionate and it comes directly from my soul. So, like, I can't work in that process. But I guess that's something to adapt to and we'll see how that goes. But at the moment, I've been thinking, because I'm like, I'm at a stage where I've been offered, I guess, record deal and stuff like that and i don't and it's not anything crazy you know people hear record deal and they think oh my god record no it's 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 honest there's plenty of artists in australia with record deals and record deals are nothing like what you think they actually are until you yourself are already like an established artist yeah but i've just i think i'm going to decide to end up just staying like as independent as long as possible because i genuinely do believe in my art especially with this Mm. disguise ep that's coming out i think I need to stay independent for that, so I can really show everybody that's watching that I am here. Like, and yeah, it's it's yeah.
0: difficult, hey, because like, it's uh, almost like on the topic of time for money, mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's like, and working for somebody else, it's like when it, if you get under that contract, they're like controlling what you A do lot, basically, yeah. oh my, and I, and it's like do you give up that now? But then maybe if you, because my whole perspective Mm -hmm. on this as an independent creative Mm -hmm. that works for myself, Mm -hmm. yeah, I could have graduated uni and then trying to go into an agency, get hired straight away. Yeah. Or I could just work on my skills year after year and just become better than anyone that, Mm -hmm. better than myself at that point. And then also probably better than people that are in agencies because I'm learning for myself and I'm learning more and more. Yes. So it's like, when is the point when you do want to make that sale on yourself Mm -hmm. if you want to do that. Yes,
1: that's true. And for me, man, like that's something, the last, that's what's really frustrating about these label people, now that I've really thought about it, is I feel like I've paused, since my last release, I kind of just paused life. I stopped writing music because I was just waiting on, you know, kind of the label stuff to go through and and all that. But now I'm realizing that I, I need to, Me, like, signing any contract with a record label that I don't think respects my art is going to be the biggest betrayal to myself. Mm -hmm. And that will be me telling myself, I actually don't think I can do this. Because if I genuinely believe in my art the way that I say I believe in it on my good days, then I know that I'm better off just releasing my next release independently. And um, yeah, only, like, like I already know the song, that song Disguise. So, like I told you, it has now, like, it has something like over 20, 30,000 saves I think on um, TikTok and Uh, like I've received like over 500 DMs of kids just asking me yeah like you know they really want the song to be out so I know that why like I heard Russ say this in one of his interviews he said a lot of artists make a mistake to where like they'll maybe make one hit song or something and then give that song directly to a record label and then a record label directly owns 70% of your song instantly and I'm like why am I gonna do that why why?" when I'm the one who's built my fan base I'm the one who's who's mixing and mastering my songs I don't need your help creatively. I know exactly how I want to present myself. I guess I'm media trained I know how to be in public like I know what I want yeah. to just like why do you just come in and you know want to take 70% of my money like, yeah that, that makes zero se- like that's just me not respecting myself at all. And so I'm at the moment I, I'm going I think I am gonna just stay with it, take the independent route. I already I guess have the connections with the people like I'm um, in the industry now. So they will be watching me. Even if they don't wanna help me out, they will have no choice yeah. but to watch like what I become and hopefully and that's something great so they can pay me more money.
0: And they're only gonna keep watching you because you're only gonna keep growing exactly. the more yeah. you do it. And it's I think it's all about valuing yourself and knowing your worth. Yes, yes. It reminds me of like me charging clients or whatever it's like i know it's my time yes and yeah. i know my skills yes, and my worth yes some people are like oh you charge so much you're so expensive Mm-mm. and i could i know there are people that are like oh just lower your prices yeah but it's like if i know my worth i'm i'm gonna keep that uh that price yeah. high because the more work i do like the better my skills yes, are yes, and like yes. the years i've put in and the passion i have for it yeah I'm not gonna like sell myself short exactly. for that. So it's all you got to stay true to yourself and um, know your worth mm-hmm. and just have a belief in where you're going, like a strong, confident yeah. belief in where you're going.
1: Yeah, no, like, and that's that's something I'm really trying to develop now because with with art, like, it's just it's so, like the whole thing. Instead of like when you reach a certain amount of followers and then you're like, oh, it's here, you know. So when I when I made mm-hmm. my mixtape, I never in a million years would have thought like i think the other day it just passed 100,000 streams which it might not even be much compared to some people but oh sorry but um it just it's so good because i know that my fan base is so authentic like yeah. there is that people is. out there who actually love what i talk about and they've love my music you know they they're not just hopping on a hype train or something like that so my mixtape did better than i ever would have ever imagined you know but I've kind of just overlooked that. I guess I need to practice being more grateful for that, and then, yeah, just taking a gamble myself. And I think that's what I'm gonna do. Like I'm gonna over the next, um, because I think I'm going. Like I might be going on a TV show, actually. Oh um, hell yeah! Yeah. So <laughs> and so I've um I only have one more. I'm at one stage now. Like this podcast is it's out there, so people will know whether or not I've ever, ever made it onto the TV show. But um, I'm like at this literally. I'm at the final stage. Like I have a call with. director and producer of the show What's the date today like next week yeah i have a yeah i have a call with them and then depending on how that call goes i'll be filming the show from from first of november oh yeah yeah in new zealand so like i know like a lot in my life i know that i can take the gamble myself you know I, i i just i know that it's very very possible and i think i i need to just really have that belief in me because going back to the label stuff you know as small artists it's it's very easy to get so excited when like a big corporation like sony music australia approaches you and is telling you your music is amazing and all of this stuff but in reality like you said you have to realize that all these corporations whatever they are businesses like um your favorite record label does not really love you unless you're one of their highest earners you know you're just going to be shelved and be another small artist like you have to Try and do as much as you can while you're still an independent artist, and that's what I'm trying to do. Like, and for me, if I sign a record deal, it's gonna be after my next release mm. for sure. Like, cause I've I've been offered. It's funny, I've been offered from like three different two record labels in Australia, and one over in Europe. Like a type of record deal for um, my next release, cause obviously I've sent them through my mixes for yeah for the next release, which is like, and even they wanna give me fund me some money to you know release this music because they believe in it that much. But I think I can fund all of it myself and yeah like further just cement like okay like i'm actually i'm capable and you guys have to believe that now so what are we going to do and then we like i think you have to have some type of leverage to negotiate right yeah and i think with my next release disguise um if it does everything that i project it's going to do it's going to put me in a very good position in terms of leverage and how much money i could actually get out of a deal and have the percentages and stuff like that you know
3: yeah
0: um did like uh cuz here on the digital Creators podcast we like to look at the sort of this spectrum of art and business and if you're uh too much into the art and the creativity mm-hmm. and you don't know how to market yourself mm-hmm. you're you might not go anywhere with your exactly, craft Exactly. Yes. If yeah. you're too much into the business then you still might Then yeah. you, you're going to lack that creativity. Yeah. Um so in terms of your journey um would you advise to like just create good art mm-hmm. as much as possible? Because if you create a good song, you know, sometimes it kind of sometimes it's an amazing song, but it's not gonna get out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um or some people choose to like post they're like, Oh, what's gonna go viral on TikTok mm-hmm. to like make me viral and then put out my music? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? What sort of path do you recommend or
3: like
1: what I like to say with my art, so I'll just say this is my opinion about that question, is I think mm-hmm. real art, first and foremost, speaks for itself. Um, whether it's a song that just gets you hyped and makes you feel happy and you're bopping up and down, or it's a song that makes you sad. So I think real art will always speak for itself. And as an artist, you need to hone in that skill and make sure you actually have art that standalone will speak for itself. Even Like if I walk into a room and I was to play my song in front of a bunch of random people like even if they might not all like it because music is a very subjective thing they'll at least appreciate the the art that's behind it you know and the quality of the product so at least have that quality product first then the marketing is 110% very very important like especially in the world we live in today I feel like a lot of people will just never really get themselves heard out there because they don't know how to market themselves um so uh, for me personally, I think marketing is very important. That's why I do everything that I do. Everything that I do on social media, like I keep saying, social media is fake. I do for a reason. Like there is a reason why I'm, I yep. present myself the way I present myself. It's all part of, I guess, my brand as an artist.
0: Yeah. Um, and my last question is if you knew you were going to die early, mm-hmm. say maybe one year or two years, would you change your ethics in how you approach your music? Would you try and like sell? Like, uh, make those deals and then I'll do whatever the record label sells and then make different type of music because, oh, I'm going to die. I may as well just like cash Cash out now. Or would you just stay tuned to yourself? I
1: couldn't. What I would do if I found out I was going to die in two years is I'd stop being so lazy. Like, I would actually invest more time into my music. So, with that mixtape, that's on SoundCloud. I'm not kidding you. So, all those songs were written over the course of the last year or two years. But actually mixing, putting down the vocals, everything, I did that in one week. And then like I told my mate, I was like, Okay, bro, next Sunday I'm gonna finish. And I think I finished on the Tuesday. So it was just a week and a bit. And um, you know, I finished doing it. So I guess if I knew I was gonna die in two years, I would make sure that I'll just invest more time and, and just making really, music. Yeah, and just make more music. I would love to have like maybe a thousand songs made and then I would probably give them to my brother and just like set everything up before I died yeah. and make sure that um, you know, they, they're bringing in income for my family. Yeah, you know, when I'm gone.
0: Interesting, because, like, you wouldn't choose... You wouldn't take the hedonistic path of getting money and cash and, like, whatever you would still... Like, if you're going to die, you kind of want your... Your music will still be around, so I guess you still want to put... So it wouldn't really change anything.
1: Yeah, because I know already, I guess, that my music is going to make that money. It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but I know my music will financially support me and my family one day. So... If I just spend more time making it, I'll make better music firstly. And then I'll have a huge collection of music to leave for my brother. And then he can just release it whenever he deems necessary,
0: really. Yeah, fair enough. I think, uh, I, think I like that response. Wycliffe, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. We, uh, we certainly dropped some knowledge bombs. Yes.
1: Perth doesn't show me love, but you he show hey, me some love, I'm here. Show us some Appreciate love, but <laughs> Show us some love.
0: Yeah. And uh, where can people find you, um, so you on can fi- social media?
1: Social media, um, Yclef on Instagram. If you search up Yclef, I'll come up. Um, everyone hates Cleffy on TikTok. And then. That's it.
0: Dope, dope. Thanks again, man. Yeah. Peace out.
1: Fire order.
3: Yes, man, bro, how long did that go for? That was two two hours.